A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. This is the Midwest Farm Report. From field to fork and everything in between is why the kids from Wisconsin say it's a great way to start your morning. Glad you're tuning in with us on a Thursday. I'm Stephanie Hoff with the Midwest Farm Report. My goodness, what a beautiful week it's been here at World Dairy Expo in Madison. Today, however, that chance of rain has picked up. We've got a 35% chance of rain here at the show, and it's cooled off now with highs of around 64 degrees for today. We'll get more weather details on the show and in your area of the state in about 15 minutes with Ag Meteorologist Stu Muck. World Dairy Expo will wrap up tomorrow. I've got a few stories to share with you from that event during the second half of the show. Also joining us this morning is Ryan Yachman. He'll call in live from the Everag offices with an update on what's driving dairy prices. Stay tuned for that and more coming up. As a dairy farmer, you depend on your milk receiver pump. McFinn Technologies of Kenosha introduces the impressive Bowpeller pump. It's quieter, there's lower maintenance, as the seals last much longer than your old milk receiver pump. It offers a more powerful cleaning cycle with higher velocities, and it doesn't degrade the quality of your milk. Ask your dealer for the Bowpillar Milk Receiver Pump, patented by McFenn Technologies, an American company committed to providing a better product for the dairy industry. Some of the fondest memories I've got growing up were involving 4-H and all my buddies that were a part of 4-H as well. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee, the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And although our eye is really trained this week on World Dairy Expo, I did not want National 4-H Week to slip through our fingers without being duly noted. Jill, I found out that there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 6 million kids across the United States that are engaged in some form of 4-H could be clover buds, could be, you know, showing cattle, could be uh, archery. Who knows? Boy, today 4-H offers kids so many different opportunities. They really do, Pam. I caught up with Jessica Jens. She's a state 4-H program associate director. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. First, we started talking about the numbers since the shakeup with covid she gives us our current numbers. We also talked about how the state supports the 4-H program along with promotion and those educational experiences are back. And kids are really excited and I think that's been a real big flux in getting 4-H restarted again. Yes, our numbers um, in 4-H have rebounded since our, I guess, our COVID years um, when many youth organizations throughout the country really saw a dramatic decline in their enrollment numbers. So we are just about to where we were in 2019. So we have 24,000 youth enrolled in 4-H right now. The really um, exciting part when you dig into some of those numbers is that about a quarter of those members are brand new to the 4-H program. So those are our first-year members. So excited to see the enthusiasm and the growth. Uh, in the program, and we anticipate those numbers rebounded even more and continuing to grow in the years ahead. So how has the state supported getting those new members in? Have you done some 
adjustment to interest to get them in? Yeah, I mean, the 4-H program is a local model. It's a local community program driven by our amazing 4-H clubs and our volunteers and our youth and our county educators. What we do on the state level is try to um, provide resources to our county colleagues to promote the 4-H program. But in, in a In addition to that, this year we're very excited that Extension has committed some significant resources to promoting 4-H throughout the state. Here in September, we launched a digital marketing blitz, I guess you could call it, (laughs) throughout the state. So, So those of you who do some streaming services or have different types of internet television that you watch, like Roku, you may have seen some advertisements for Wisconsin 4-H already. And then as the weeks go on and as the fall goes on, particularly when we get into October and National 4-H Week, you'll be seeing um, ads about Wisconsin 4-H on social media and on different platforms. In particular, we're targeting with those social media ads our families who have third and fourth graders in the state of Wisconsin. We know that that's a really great time to get involved with 4-H, to um, help set up your child for a, a really wonderful experience to help them grow and develop into a contributing member of our community and a, and a leader. And so we're very excited about that. All of those marketing materials, all of those uh, calls to action, those clicks of get involved now, do direct folks to an interest form, which then directly uh, gets forwarded to our county educators in the county that they selected, where they then are the ones that can help that young person, help that family get connected to the 4-H program in their community and the specific opportunities that they have for them. So the state kind of looks like the broadcaster and trying to get interested members focused into a certain county? Yeah, exactly. So our 4-H program is is located in each of our counties. And so my kids are in, in a county program in a local 4-H club. So at the state level, what we do is really try to support and partner with our counties to to bring in statewide resources to support their local 4-H programs. Exactly. Do you think some of their growth in numbers has to do with those educational experiences coming back? Yeah, we're very excited for that. It's been very sad for me in particular with my kids at a ripe age to uh, to be part of our educational experiences in Wisconsin 4-H. They've always been those trips um, out to um, Washington, D.C., space camp, arts camps at Upham Woods. Um, those have been a big part of a lot of our 4-H members growing up, a lot of a big part of their life where they've explored their sparks. And so we're excited that finally we're able to bring back a robust selection of those educational experiences for our members, which then also gets them more involved in the program. And we know that the more engaged you are, uh, the more likely you are to stay. And we know how important older youth are to our 4-H program. They serve as our role models and mentors. And they're really a key leadership component of our our local 4-H program. So we want to keep them involved as much as we can. We're going to swing over and talk a little bit about the tradition of having those 4-H educators in every county. Is that going to continue in the future? That is absolutely our goal. So it's it's a little bit complicated, so I can't say, you know, 
paints uh, every county exactly the same. We have 72 counties in the in the state of Wisconsin, and when Extension staffs those counties to provide a 4-H program, it's in partnership with those counties. And so what we need to always do is to build those relationships in each individual county here, what their needs are, their interest in um, the size and scope of their 4-H program, and then Extension partners with those county governments to bring in an educator. And every time um, we may have a retirement or an educator leaves and goes to a different county or, or just decides that they're, you know, it's time for them to look at a different profession, then those conversations occur again. So the staffing model that um, a county may have now may be changed. Um, in the future, and but it's always based on conversations with the individual county and the local needs that they have. But we absolutely, our intent is to provide county educators in, in every county in the state of Wisconsin. And if we can make that happen, that's what we want, because that allows 4-H programs to be in every county in Wisconsin and um, allows the use of those counties and those communities to have access to this incredible youth development opportunity. So Wisconsin is continuing to focus on the individual counties. Is there any talk of going to the regional model like our neighbors in Minnesota did? Well, that's a great question, Joe, and I'm glad you asked it. No, um, it's been said very clearly by extension leadership, um, by the 4-H program that uh, in Wisconsin, we are not interested in exploring a regional model of providing 4-H. So uh, our intent is to continue to provide educators to serve county programs. Okay, so we looked into the traditional. We looked a little bit into the future. Can you give me any big exciting news that is going to be happening farther into the future? We have a lot of things on the docket. We are finally... Uh, pretty close to fully staffed at the state the state level, which is allowing our educational experiences to come forward. We are relaunching, like I said, a lot of those those trips, base camp for the first time. Um, but in the future, wow, that's a great question, Jill. Where we are right now as a state is our county educators are, are working to rebuild their programs, but then really our excitement is looking at um, how do we grow the program on a, on a local basis in our communities? How do we decrease barriers for folks to come into the 4-H program? I uh, like to talk about first-generation 4-H families. M- um, myself and my husband are not first-generation 4-H families. There's a long history of 4-H involvement in our, in our family from generation to generation as our children are involved now. And so as you, you know, think about that, it was really easy for us to get into 4-H. We already knew all the lingo. We understood how clubs worked and projects. But what we really want to focus on is continuing that support, continuing those 4-H experiences, and then expanding and growing the program so the more families who maybe never even heard of 4-H are interested and see themselves in the program. So I think what everyone out there should get ready for and see, and they're probably already seeing this in a lot of their communities, is what additional opportunities are there to get involved in 4-H? Are there more 4-H after-school clubs? We even have educators who are starting to work in classrooms with teachers to bring 4-H into the classroom, and that's a pretty neat opportunity as well. So many layers, uh, looking to add layers on to the ever-growing 4-H program um, and building off of the amazing tradition that we have. Is 4-H going to look 
more different in the future? So I guess that depends on your definition, but my initial reaction to that, Jill, is no. Um, You're still going to see 4-H clubs. You're still going to see 4-H members serving their community through community service. You're still going to see 4-H members exhibiting what they've learned all year long in their projects at the county fair. Um, What I hope you see is that there's even more opportunities to be part of the 4-H program. So to me, that's not different. To me, that's just adding branches to the tree of of 4-H and um, adding all that energy and excitement that goes with it. Is there anything else you'd like listeners to know about the 4-H program in Wisconsin? that we encourage everyone out there to talk about the 4-H program, to invite your neighbors and families and and people in your circles to think about exploring and being part of the 4-H program. Obviously, there's roles for adults and uh, volunteers. We can't do the 4-H program. We can't provide it without our incredible volunteers. And there's roles for young people of all ages and families with children of all ages. So in order to continue to grow on the tradition, to grow our community clubs, to Uh, get more youth back at the county fair and exhibiting, Uh, we need to spread the word of 4-H and invite people to become part of the program. So that's what I'd encourage everybody to do out there is is find somebody that they can invite to a local 4-H program, welcome them into your 4-H club if you're part of one, and and, uh, help us grow the movement of Wisconsin 4-H. Some great insight from Jessica Jens. She's the state 4-H Program Associate Director. And I'm Joe Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, and always shows up just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. We're known for our sweet moves, but what you might not know is that we can store your stuff too. Yep, from one day to one year. We can hold on to your things on our trucks or in our warehouse. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the unexpected storage move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things, well, like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. When it comes to custom jewelry, get to know your Denny's jeweler. The way Denny's works custom is based on emotions and it's based on the clients, what they are feeling and wanting and looking for. And eventually it evolves into this piece of art. I'm Nick Denny. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop, that's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center, we're the getter fixed, get her done, to get you going, guys. 
Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, welcome back and good morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time now for our egg weather forecast with our egg meteorologist, Stu Muck. My goodness, Stu, we've been so lucky to have such sunny and dry weather, especially while we're tromping around the grounds at World Dairy Expo. But I think that's going to change today. What can we expect? Well, Stephanie, I wish I had better news, but it does change because like you say, it's been so sunny and nice. Clouds are going to be a bigger part of the world today, and there will be a chance of precipitation. Don't get too worried about a lot of rain. This looks to be a pretty small event, you know, maybe up to a tenth of an inch or two if we even see that much. We have to look at a cool front just dropping into far northwest Wisconsin from the western parts of the UP back toward about the Twin Cities. And right along that boundary, there are some scattered showers still northwest of Wausau back toward the Twin Cities and into Minnesota. Just a narrow little band that will push south and east today. Could mean some sprinkly showers, maybe a rumble of thunder in the east yet late today. Mostly, though, I just think some light rain and that little front drops right on through. The biggest change that happens is the winds that have been keeping some mild air around become west and northwest here as that front passes this afternoon. And that's where the colder air builds in. It does become a little more breezy later today and tonight. And that colder air begins to settle on in and drops those temperatures down pretty quickly. And we can talk about some frostiness again. If not late tonight, certainly Friday night into Saturday morning, frost could be pretty widespread around the southern part of Wisconsin. I'll have forecast details right after this. It made me giggle. If you jump on Bavaria Sausage's Facebook page, the only complaints you're going to get from customers are that they eat too many. Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage Kitchen. Remember, online, open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, BavariaSausage.com, or you can stop by their retail store. That's located on the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 until 5. I kid you not, everybody seems to be turning to Judy and the crew for the best brats for their outdoor grilling, whether it's tailgating, whether it's a family event, high school football, whatever it is, it is the place you want to go to shop around. Try different flavors, not just their pre-cooked beer brats that I personally enjoy, but take a look around at all the authentic old world flavors they've got to offer you and your family. Like I said, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, BavariaSausage.com. And don't forget, check out their Facebook page, Bavaria Sausage. Stu, we did get one rainfall report. Stan out of Green Bay says he saw just a trace of rain. He also wanted to say that he is a proud 4-H alum. We are celebrating National 4-H Week. But Stu, what else do you have for us as we get into the weekend and round out World Dairy Expo? Well, I can tell you there was six hundredths of an inch of rain being reported at Hayward this morning, and I'll say I'm a proud 4-H alum myself. Uh, let's talk about a mostly cloudy day today, and there could be some scattered showers a bit later this morning, maybe lasting into the afternoon further in the east and south. The clouds may clear a bit in western Wisconsin later on. Very low 60s at best today, and the west winds 5 to 15 become north in the afternoon, could gust to 25. Then those skies start to clear out a bit overnight, mid-30s for lows, north winds 5 to 15 could gust to 25. Sunny skies Friday and a lot cooler, a couple of upper 40s, maybe just around 50 elsewhere, north winds at 5 to 15, some frost possible Friday night, early Saturday, 
could spread pretty far and wide. I think we fall down toward that freezing point on Friday night. So even after a frosty start, a sunny Saturday in the upper 50s with the west winds at 5 to 15 with some sunshine Sunday could be in the low 60s. I still expect it'll be a cool start if you're getting up early for the Packer game on Sunday, but not a bad day. No, not at all. I think I'll keep the soft top on the Jeep, too. It's not yet going to be too cold during the day to have the top down, at least next week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And early next week, you'll be able to enjoy it a lot better. Stu, we'll catch you back here again tomorrow. Stu Muck is our egg meteorologist. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Stay tuned for Ryan Yachman coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the field, the right partner can make all the difference. One that's dependable, straightforward, and is there when you need them. That's LG Seeds. From our hybrids and soybean varieties to our service and support, reliability is in everything we do. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. With the mental health world opening up to a new day, this year's NAMI Walks Dane County promises to take our movement to the next level. NAMI Walks is coming our way on Saturday, October 8th at Olin Turville Park in Madison. This annual walk is where we raise funds, amplify awareness, and further strengthen our community. Join us as together we move closer and closer to mental health for all on Saturday, October 8th. Register now at namiwalks.org slash County. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know. Bankers who listen to your goals. Then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Because of you, someone gets to go home instead of working a double. Because of you, call lights will be answered a little bit faster. Because you are the Bright Star in that facility. Bright Star Medical Staffing is looking for caregivers and nurses. Bright Star believes providing the highest quality temporary staff means better care. It's the reason you got into healthcare in the first place. Be the Bright Star in someone's life. Work with Bright Star. Apply today at brightstarjobs.com. Not only is William Thomas Custom Jewelry known for creating unique pieces, they're unique in their approach. They actually encourage you to shop around at other jewelry stores first. You'll quickly realize that William Thomas is no doubt your forever jewelry resource. Experience William Thomas Custom Jewelry. They'll help you create a -a one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear from day one. William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Your inspiration, your custom jeweler. Experienced electricians come join our team. Here's Dan, a commercial journeyman forever ready electric. Family company, they take care of people, they take care of their workers. There's a lot of benefits to working forever ready, including the fact that when you work on your education, they do reimburse you for that time. They're very good about sick time and very good about family. Competitive wages, great atmosphere, great benefits. Apply at everreadyelectric.net. For all your electrical needs, we are ever ready. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. 
After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Trusting someone else enough to pack up your stuff for the big move usually doesn't happen. Our employees are like family and have been with us for a very long time. You can feel comfortable with them packing things up and moving them. This is Brenda from Mad City Moving. We call that the all in the family move. Mad City Moving dominates any move. Their crew will handle your things well and like your things deserve to be handled. Online at madcitymoving.com. Mad City Moving. You haven't seen moves like these before. You wear the same size, you do the same workout, yet her butt is high and tight. And let's face it, she's smoking hot. While you're just another sweaty Betty. What you don't know is while you're putting in extra time grunting it out at the gym, she is relaxing poolside. And why? Because she comes to Carbon World Health for FDA-approved M-Sculpt treatments. Her butt is a work of art because this technology is state-of-the-art. CarbonWorldHealth.com Create the floors you love this season with DIY and budget-friendly flooring from Wiseway. With Wiseway Flooring's direction, you'll only need to be moderately handy to accomplish brand new floors. I'm Mike Yenser at Wiseway Flooring, inviting you to visit our showroom in Watertown, Lake Mills, and Economwalk. See how our do-it-yourself products might be the right thing for you. Commercial or residential, the wise have it. Log on to INeedFlooringNow.com. Or, you know, fumbling it. Yeah. Um, 14 of those points were aided by phantom pass interference calls that put the ball on the one-yard line. What is the one thing that if you were like the athletic department or on a board where you're going to be hiring the next Wisconsin football head coach that you would love to hear and be like, this could actually swayed me to hiring this said guy over a Jim Leonard. We're getting rid of Wildcat. We're, we're, I think for me, it would be somebody that's that's <laughs> offensive minded that can recruit quarterbacks. Yep. Now that was what Paul Christ was supposed to be. Now he did land. He, I will say, Paul hey, Christ from when he of quarterback ever they've ever had. when he started at OC to even being the head coach for the majority of those guys that he coached, he got the most out of them. Or if they brought in as two or three stars, he made them three and four stars. I would say he did do a good job at that. But the Graham Mertz thing with all the hype that he had, and then he went with Mertz over Cone for him to fall so flat. That was a huge hit for Paul Christ. And that would, that was, I think that's one of the big ones where he didn't make him better or hasn't really made him better. You're also talking about a time though, where he transitioned out of being in the, in the quarterback room day to day. And, and that's, that's where be part of the problem. And, yeah. and I think that's part of the problem for the head coach is if you're that good. And I've said this for a while, why are you giving that up? Yeah. I don't, you don't, I don't need you to delegate roles if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. Well, we're finding out uh Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett over there in Denver, uh, it, it's crazy how good of a head coach you can be when you weren't play calling for or the Packers. when you were like third in line. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> think about, think about this. All right. Think S- a lot of people like the Lance Leipold angle, right? Yep. Guy that won, won national titles at Whitewater, went to Buffalo, turned that team around. Now at Kansas, turning that team around, they're five and oh, he's very happy at Kansas, by the way. Mm-hmm. He's got the connections. 
and I'm not, this isn't me advocating for Lance Leipold. I'm just sitting there thinking if I was part of this board or AD and, and I maybe wasn't necessarily sold on Leonard. You have Lance Leipold that has a connection. He more of an offensive guy. And then say he can get Jalen Daniels to transfer with him. We saw Lincoln <laughs> Riley take, yeah. we saw Lincoln Riley take Caleb Williams to USC with him. A lot of these for guys, five yeah, a lot of these guys in this new transfer portal, easy transfer era. It, they can just leave and go for one year with the coach that recruited them that they liked, that the offense that they enjoyed, and follow them to the new school. And you're seeing more and more if, of that. If he came in and said, I can make uh, pull a Willie Beeman-style thing in any given Sunday, yes, I'd be like, you know what? That's you're what I'm saying. Head. Yeah, right. Like I'm, If you, if you can you. find yeah. a coach that is solid, and then they're saying, hey, I got this guy that wants to transfer, and I got this guy that wants to come in, because clearly Wisconsin needs an upgrade at quarterback. And if you plan on beating the Ohio States or contending with some of these teams, you have to get better quarterback play. That's a start because normally we know that the defense is going is decent. Now they didn't look decent against uh, Ohio or Ohio State. They didn't look decent against Illinois. But we know there's a lot of talent that's young and inexperienced. And we would we would imagine the next couple of years that they take those steps and get better and better. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully in two years they're a top fifteen defense again. But if you're telling me that you could get a solid head coach that might have some ties and he's going to bring in a good quarterback that's been proven it would be it would be interesting for me being on a board or an ad saying actually i kind of like that <laughs> uh, i wouldn't mind him uh bring in the cornerback uh kobe bryant with him either that dude's doing awesome this well year. that's that's what i'm saying if you get the right coach with the right connections that can bring in players where you might have some holes on your roster mm-hmm. do it it could be it could be enough for some people to say maybe maybe we want to go in a different direction. I mean, heck, uh, like that you being said, said Lincoln, I'm still think Jim Leonard's going to be hired. <laughs> Lincoln Riley brought over a quarterback. That being said, and then also almost an entire recruiting class to USC. Yeah, exactly. They got so many guys out of the transfer portal like the Caleb Williams of the world that followed him to USC. Yep. They added some other players that didn't go to US or didn't go to Oklahoma that were bigger time players. And some of those big time recruits that were headed to other places go, actually, I kind of liked USC and I kind of liked Lincoln Riley. And now they're together. Let's do it. I'm pulling my commitment to Texas. I'm coming to USC. Right. Yep. And I think this USC team and Lincoln Riley are a lot better this year than a lot of people thought they were going to be. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Thursday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff with the Midwest Farm Report. We're covering World Dairy Expo here in Madison this week. One of the staples, of course, at the show are the cows and the exhibitors who show them. But if you're looking for some more iconic things to do at Expo or perhaps a sweet treat, well, another staple is the ice cream stand. I chat with Sue Begg. She's the marketing manager with Gia Farm Technologies out of Romeoville, Illinois. She's in charge of planning the ice cream booth for World Dairy Expo. 
It takes her six months to prepare for the week. So Ice Cream Booth is a uh, Gia milk tank uh, that was converted to a ice cream booth. So we um, we sell the ice cream. Uh, we partnered with Cedar Crest Ice Cream here in Wisconsin. Uh, so they provide the uh, freezer truck that is parked outside for a week, and they donate that uh, service, which is a must-have for, <laughs> for the show. Uh, so we sell three different flavors per day uh, for the four days. Um, we partner with the Dane County FFA, and they are the student scoopers. Um, so the FFA at All Net proceeds will be donated to the Dane County uh, Teachers Association, and they use those uh, proceeds to uh, purchase uh, any educational materials that they use for uh, events to just educate the community about um, ag and milking and dairy. Um, and they also provide um, you know, educational services that they use for the FFA student groups. Um, so we do have four different schools. Um, that we partner with. Um, actually, correct. I correct that. Um, it's eight different schools. So one in the morning shift, one in the afternoon shift. Uh, so I work with the teachers, and we get those students scheduled. And so we have about 15 to 18 uh, student helpers uh, in the morning and in the afternoon, and they do all the hard work and <laughs> scoop. That's incredible. Why is this something that Gia Technologies continues to do year after year? Why, why even go through the trouble? We uh, obviously we're dairy industry. Um, we feel it's important that to uh, you know to educate the the youth uh, too, and just agriculture, and that um, you know dairy is very important to our communities, um, and that this is a way of giving back to kind of continue that uh, path of education and to hopefully uh, spark some interest in the youth, and they can go into the egg uh, in the egg field. I want to talk numbers here now. Give us a sense of volume. Just how much ice cream are you sending out to to all the showgoers? We sell about 3,000 to 3,500 cups per day. Uh, So we will do probably around 15,000 total cups uh, per day. We uh, pre-purchase about 35 gallons of each flavor uh, from Cedar Crest. And that, yeah, we usually go through most of that, uh, those tubs. So how much money then are we talking that's going to benefit Dane County Schools? Um, so far, this is Gia's 18th year of doing this ice cream booth. And so far, we have donated over $157,000 to the Dane County FFA over the 18 years. Um, so we are, we've are we yet to be seen. Uh, you know, the, the show is shortened one more day. Um, so last year, we donated uh, $15,000 to the Dane County FFA. And they used that to purchase, like I said, um, you know, any event uh, supply. They have a cow named Alice. So this is a milking simulation cow um, and just you know, a, they, a variety of, of items like that that they can take to community events and uh, school functions. Why Cedar Crest? It's a local ice cream uh, company. So we it's family owned, I believe, um, and that they have always been very supportive and they donate. Uh, they're very generous and they donate the freezer truck and they also um, give a donation to the FFA also uh, d- during this event. So we can always count on them to be local and drive down the truck and plug it in for us for the week. Anything else I'm not asking about the ice cream attraction here at World Dairy Expo? Um, if you haven't tried it, you have to come on by. We have fantastic flavors every single day. We, as I said, we have three different flavors every single day. And uh, this year we selected the top five or, or top flavors for the past four or five years. And so they are all here this year.
Sue Begg is the marketing director with Gia Farm Technologies based out of Romeoville, Illinois. She's in charge of getting that ice cream booth together for World Dairy Expo. You can tell it's an iconic place to go at the show because of the line, but don't let that be daunting to you. I promise the line moves quick. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. Stay tuned for markets next. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As a proud supporter of the pork industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to producers during National Pork Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious pork products for our nation and world and is grateful to all the hardworking farmers and their families. Give your local Compure team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compure.com for your lending and other financial needs. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Soil health. It's the top priority at Midwestern BioAg. It's the first thing they consider with every product at every step. It's designed to build healthy, biodiverse soils to support healthy soil, resilient crops, and higher yields. Midwestern BioAg offers biological fertilizers to optimize yields during the growing season, all the while building healthy soil for the future. To learn what a Midwestern BioAg program can do for you, visit MidwesternBioAg.com. Midwestern BioAg. Better farming through better soil. My name is Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. Even though a bid that you get looks great or a program looks great, make sure that you go and get a comparative bid. The easiest way to compare bids is a price per watt. It's what the whole solar industry works off of. A simple phone call to Olson Solar Energy, you can find out quickly whether or not you can save serious amounts of money. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com and start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. While you're at World Dairy Expo, you're probably going to say to yourself, where's the grilled cheese? Where's the ice cream? Well, now you can say, where's the beef? Because Wisconsin Beef Checkoff is at World Dairy Expo. Caitlin Riley is the communications manager with Wisconsin Beef Council, and she's telling me what messages she's bringing from beef to the dairy industry. Yeah, well, like you said, Stephanie, where's the beef is so important at World Dairy Expo, because we know that about 20% of our beef supply comes from the dairy industry. So we're wanting to communicate with those farmers about what happens with that checkoff dollar, that dollar that's collected every time a bovine exchanges hands. And we are doing a lot to try to give them more value for that animal. You know, we do a lot of influencer outreach with our farm to fork tours where we're not just visiting those feedlots and cow-calf operations. We're walking them through dairy farms as well, give them that experience. We also do a lot of partnering with our packers in Green Bay to help grow demand for beef in foreign markets. In fact, there was a tour hosted by Beef Council and the Green Bay plant, and it was noted that as a region in 2020, Central America was down by 12% in the value of beef exports overall, and that was driven by COVID impacts. But looking only at beef exports from plants in Wisconsin to the region, that 2020 value was more than seven times higher in 2020 than 2019. So that doesn't even include those variety meats. So we're pushing to give our dairy farmers the value that they deserve for their animals whether they want the research in the dairy beef cross mix or they want to learn a little bit more about what we're doing to get their product on the market and increase consumer trust. 
let's talk more about the research going on that directly involves both dairy and beef because we're talking about crossbred calves. What's happening there? Why is that a point of interest? You know, a lot of our dairy farmers in the industry, we see that where they're breeding the lower portions of their herds to beef animals and they're wanting to learn more about those genetics and wanting to get that higher impact. And so nationally, the Beef Checkoff invested into product quality research and it was called Understanding the Influence of Beef and Dairy Crossbred Cattle on Eating Quality, Retail Display, and Chemical Composition in those beef loin strips. And they found out that those beef and dairy cross cattle, they make a product that's similar to native beef cattle when it comes to muscling and carcass length and retail display. And it's still similar to the dairy type cattle from the standpoint of the trimness and the tenderness and the flavor. And so they're looking at how that can cause those dairy and beef cross cattle to be valued differently than their typical cattle types of feeders, packers, and retailers in the future. And just trying to find those distinct advantages to help them succeed in doing that. Caitlin Riley along with us, Director of Communications with Wisconsin Beef Council. And now let's take a look at our markets on a Thursday morning. From Chicago, December corn is down a penny and three quarters at 682 and a quarter. November beans are down seven and a half cents at 1362 and a quarter. December wheat is trading at 895 and three quarters. That's down six and a quarter cents. And September new crop 2023 wheat is trading at nine dollars. That's down six cents. Moving on to the fluid milk contracts, October class three milk is down six cents at twenty two oh five a hundred weight. November milk is at twenty one eighty four a hundred weight, up four cents. On the close yesterday from Chicago, barrel cheese is down a half a penny at two twenty two and a quarter. The forty pound black cheese up two and a quarter cents at two oh two and a quarter. And double A butter closed up three cents at three twenty four. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. Stay tuned for Ryan Yonkman from Everag joining us in a moment. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. In the field, it's good to have a friend you can count on. One that's hardworking, trustworthy, and always shows up just like LG Seeds. Our corn hybrids and soybean varieties deliver consistent performance across all your acres, giving you reliable yield you can expect. Start this season right with LG Seeds. Talk to your local dealer or visit lgseeds.com for more information. How is it that we can have smokers lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert, Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Pest control? You've got a guy for that. Car repairs? You probably have a guy for that as well. For someone to custom design a unique piece of jewelry for you, 
or help your current pieces look sparkling fresh? That needs to be William Thomas Custom Jewelry. Affordable and local, William Thomas Custom Jewelry will help you create a desirable, one-of-a-kind piece that you'll be proud to wear for years to come. William Thomas Custom Jewelry, your inspiration, your custom jeweler. From her mouth to the field's ears, this is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Thursday morning. I'm Stephanie Hoff with the Midwest Farm Report. And as we've been talking about all week and during today's show, World Dairy Expo is happening in Madison through Friday. Ryan Yankman is along with us from Everegg. And Ryan, I did make sure to say my hellos at the Everegg booth and Exhibition Hall. And I want to ask you, what are some of those big questions that your team is fielding at Expo this week? Yeah, thanks for having me back on and glad you got to see uh, some of the squad in person. Always nice to get everybody together uh, in Wisconsin for the expo. Um, you know, there's a chunk of questions out there on, on the feed cost side of things. They're certainly like, hey, is this going to get any better, uh, any cheaper, right? And I think the short answer there is probably not. Um, input costs, for the most part, are already preset going into next year, right? New crop is up. Um, so going back to the dairy world, you know, can milk prices keep up? Can they stay high enough? And um, that's a murky one. Uh, we, we are still in a supply short world. I have been for a while. Even though U.S. milk production was up 1.6% this last month, that was a bit of a spooky number. Uh, but then that, when you look global milk production, you were closer to flat than not. Um, but it's this demand side of the coin that has everybody nervous, has us nervous. Uh, as you go into the beginning of next year, uh, and it puts us in this position where it's fathomable to see where the milk price, by all means, could be trading below cost of production levels. Because we're talking cost of production type levels uh, from here to the West Coast that could range from 20 to $23 a hundred. Um, and so everything really is circulating around this dairy market. And can it stay up here? And if it doesn't, uh, how bad could it get? Um, and it's all eyes on demand. And Ryan, I've actually learned this from you and the Everay guys, to watch that cheese spread between block and barrel. And I know that's something that you also have your eyes trained on today. I I think it was a a 20 cent spread. Walk us through that and what it means in the dairy space. Yeah. So, yeah, this is one of those ones that doesn't get talked about as often uh, because it's not often a deal. Um, But with the Block barrel spread in cheese being inverted right now, as you said, with barrels well over blocks. Um, and, and for our dairymen listeners, a lot of dairies in this country are you know, paid off a class three price, um, but their plant specific uh, very likely makes a lot of block cheddar cheese and they sell block cheddar cheese. And so we've heard some stories about some negative basis. Uh, on the milk check, you know, hey, class three minus a dollar fifty, and when we look at that, um, not that it's great, but to justify it, is reality is that that plant is paying a dairy class three and they're selling blocks, and so when barrels are twenty cents over blocks, that ends up being a negative trade for that processor, and so in that event, and we have that event right now, what we've seen is some of those type processing plants. Um, may very well have to pass that negative basis back to the dairy in regards to the inversion that spread. On the flip side, there's some other plants that um, are burial manufacturers and, and absolutely crush it during these times. So per usual, there's always kind of a, a winner and a loser, but the note of this one is just does not happen often. 
um, and is now going on to, I think, about two months uh, being inverted and has a lot to do with mozzarella production being very strong, a lot to do with exports being very strong, and has really tightened that barrel market up. Now, Ryan, you mentioned milk check, and I'd like to bring this up. We've been reporting on some recent deductions on farmers' milk checks. Those stories are at MidwestFarmReport.com. And I just want to ask you if that's caused a stir among your clients at all. And, I mean, what are you saying or what are you hearing? Yeah, it's um, the basis risk that us as dairymen have um, is one that's frustrating because uh, you know, in our world, we're trying to hedge risk, and uh, a lot of these things are unhedgeable um, for that dairy. Knowing when a processor is, uh, you know, going to put a penalty in because of a widespread, or you know, going to put a deduct in because hauling is through the roof, or um, going to depool, right? Um, so these are things. I guess I would just say we're prepared to talk around. Um, you know, we've learned in certain areas, you got to be a little extra conservative, especially after coming out a year like COVID, um, with certain hedge structures, because these types of basis risks can show up um, kind of unforeseen in the month you're in. So I guess all I can say is you got to be pretty nimble. We try to do our best to explain where it comes from. Um, but sadly, a lot of it is unhedgeable and more or less just part of something you have to be prepared for. Now, Ryan, at Everegg, anything that you're training your eye on looking ahead in terms of USDA reports that could shake the markets up in the dairy space? I mean, I guess the gorilla in the room, um, and I think the thing that makes this market uh, from good to great is just, you know, if and when does China step back in? So we had a GDT on Tuesday of this week. Um, it was down four, three and a half percent. It was not a good auction. Uh, it it underwhelmed uh, what futures were trading by quite a bit. Whole milk powder from futures to actual auction was almost a 10% spread uh, from expectations, you know, lower. Um, so, you know, the Chinese have still been extremely quiet in our space, in particular to powders. Um, that's a huge, you know, demand partner for us, obviously. So I guess, um, you know, on that front, I keep citing demand as the risk here, you know, without, Without a region like that, there's headwinds coming for dairy, right? You can cite all the economic things you'd like to alongside it. But if they step back into this marketplace, you're coming back into a platform where, you know, class four is already $24. Class three is 22 and a half. So I think a cup glass half full here is we're maintaining some very nice prices without the Chinese being a significant buyer. Ryan Yakman along with us. Have to end the conversation now that we're running out of time. If you want to learn more, you can visit ever.ag online. Easy enough to get to. Thanks for rounding out your Thursday morning with me. I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.